0: Odin's raven! This crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. This is, crazy. This, is, crazy. This, is
1: uh, this is ridiculous. Okay, I'll go, I'll go,
2: I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, with
1: I'll go. Hello and welcome to the filmpulse.net podcast, episode number 39. My name is Adam. Today I'm joined, as always, by Kevin. How are you, Kevin? Cold. Cold. Very cold. Cold up there, huh? Yes. Today we're also joined by Ryan. How are you, Ryan? Hung over
2: as shit.
1: Ryan is hung over <laughs> as shit. Very nice. This week we'll be reviewing The Man with the Iron Fists. We'll also be highlighting some Amazon Blu-ray deals. We'll be making our weekly movie predictions. And finally, we'll be going over this week's DVD and Blu-ray releases. Let's kick things off with some of what we've been watching. Uh, I think I'll start it off this week. And since we skipped last week... I have a ton of stuff, so I'm just going to kind of highlight some of the things that I've seen. I'm not going to go over everything just because it's too much. Uh, I saw Ruby Sparks, first of all. Did you see this, Kevin?
0: I did not see Ruby Sparks, yeah.
1: It's good. I, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Because from the trailers and stuff, I I feel like I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't really excited to see it but it turned out really good really really good enjoyed it very much I like Paul Dano so and I also saw Your Sister's Sister which I also enjoyed immensely way more than I thought I would this is the one with Mark Duplass and Emily Blunt and uh, Kim, what's the other girl's uh, name Rosemary DeWitt Rosemary DeWitt yes very good. Very good. Like a kind of a lighthearted movie. Very simple. Takes place in pretty much one location. But like a lot of the other Duplass films, it's uh, got a good heart in it. Even though this isn't directed by the Duplass brothers. Just Mark Duplass is in it. But So it's automatically a Duplass movie? <laughs> uh, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry, Lynn Shelton. <laughs> Pretty Sorry. much, uh, it's it's, it's got the in it. It's a Duplass movie. It's got the same feel though. It's it's got that same kind of, um, it's funny, but at the same time, it deals with some serious subjects, and it's it's like I've, I feel like Duplass brothers movies are almost like chick flicks that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, but I I liked it. It was. Really, really good. Very into it. I checked out The Girl on HBO, which is the Hitchcock uh, film, the one with Toby Jones. Oh, okay. And this was really interesting because I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. And I really didn't know too much about his life story or anything like that. I never read any biographies or anything. So this was pretty interesting to see a lot of the goings-on behind the camera. yeah. And I didn't know that apparently he was a huge asshole. <laughs> like, this movie does not paint a very good picture of Mr. Hitchcock. Uh, and as the title of the film suggests, it's almost more about uh, Tippy Hedren and her relationship with Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, But I'll, I'll be very curious to see how this stacks up against the Hitchcock movie with Anthony Hopkins, because Toby Jones does a phenomenal job. He's awesome. I saw the American scream, which is the new documentary by the filmmakers that did best worst movie, which is a phenomenal documentary. Loved it i really enjoyed this one too this was really good it's a simple story it's just about three families who do home haunts they they make they turn their houses or their backyards into haunted houses haunted yards i guess during halloween yeah and it just kind of follows these three families and their hobby and what they do and it sounds like it might not be the most entertaining movie, but it, it really is because you really feel for these people. You, you kind of develop this rapport with them, and they're really interesting people, and you want to see them succeed, and you, they're likable. And it's just a good movie. It's a feel-good movie, and it's very similar to Best Worst Movie. It has that same kind of tone to it.
0: Uh, I'm definitely interested in this one and i think it's actually
1: this is yeah, on demand wait it's play instant oh it on is netflix yeah oh okay well then check it out on netflix i'm an idiot and i rented it on amazon Oh, oh, oh. i didn't know it was on netflix and i rented That's it on amazon damn it anyway i saw the bay the barry levinson eco thriller I think that's what they call it.
0: (laughs) Eco-thriller. Oh, God, that's going to be a thing now.
1: Eco-thriller? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is a shot-and-a-found footage style. takes place in this small Maryland town. I didn't hate it. Uh, We have the review up for it on the site. Todd reviewed it for us, and he gave it a 1 out of 10. He (laughs) despised this movie with a passion, but... I liked it more than him. I thought it was almost a a passable movie. There were some... (laughs) High praise. (laughs) High praise. Almost a passable movie. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. And when you compare Barry Levinson's previous films to this one, that's not a good idea. He shouldn't do that. Because this is nowhere even close to the the quality of some of his previous films but looking at it as a standalone found footage horror movie it's it's not bad uh, the the problem is there is ridiculous amounts of exposition all throughout the movie like they keep recapping things like over and over and it gets it gets to be too much and it was a good idea. I just don't think it worked. Didn't come together in the end. Yeah. And I also saw the comedy. Tim Heidecker. This was great. I think that you're you're gonna be seeing this at some point soon, right? This is currently yes. on demand. And Oh,
0: I'm so excited.
1: This is on demand and it comes out in theaters on Friday. So I think I'll hold off on talking about that until after you see it. Well, one more thing before we move on to what you saw. I also saw Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> and uh, this was uh, pretty good. I, I like this a lot. We were going to talk about it on the show, but somebody didn't see it.
0: No, I did not
1: see it. Uh, I highly recommend it. it. It's very good. Daniel reviewed it on the site, so we have the full review of that, of that on FilmPals.net. Check that out. If you're into video games, it's a no brainer. Go see it. Even if you're not into video games, it's still, you know, your classic Disney animation story. And one of the biggest reasons to go see it is there's a short film before the movie starts called Paper Man.
0: Oh, I love when they do that.
1: Oh, my God. It's it's fantastic. It's um, sort. I think it's. I don't know if it's hand-drawn, but it's kind of, it almost looks CG, but it also looks like it's hand-drawn 2D animation. Looks great. And it's uh, all in black and white, except for the red in the movies, colored. No dialogue. It's amazing. I loved it. So check that out too. And check out Wreck-It Ralph, because it's it's really good. Wreck-It Ralph. Alright, what do you got this week?
0: Oh, what I've been watching. Okay. Where to start? I finally saw Martyrs. I don't know how people do this. How the fuck do you watch these movies?
1: Um,
0: Fucking disgusting. (laughs) So unbelievably disgusting. And just violent. So much blood and nastiness torture it was a decent movie i mean i'm not gonna slight it because of that but there's just there, you know there's people that watch like nothing but that and i don't know how the hell you do that
1: you got to have a palate there's cleanser there's no way
0: that's the there's no way i can do it mm. i pretty much never want to see a movie like that again which is probably main reason i haven't watched inside yet <laughs> yeah. because just yeah just reading the synopsis i know what
1: happens. yeah
0: like, I know right away what happens, and I really don't want to you see You think that. you know,
1: but it's so much more intense than whatever's in your head.
0: <laughs> I know. That's what scares me. But I have to say, I did love the way the the, the way that he tells the story in Martyrs. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, right off the bat, shit happens. And I'm like, okay, there's still like three-fourths of the movie left. What the hell are they going to do? Right. And then the way that he takes it, it was, it was refreshing. It was definitely a uh, good spin on the, the genre, I guess. Even though I haven't seen many of those genre movies, but and the only other thing that I had a problem with is a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's a thinking man's horror movie. Well, yeah, because they talk about like, the afterlife. Just mention the afterlife, you're gonna think about it. I mean, I never I didn't really think that. It, I didn't think it was like
1: highly intelligent or intellectual. No, I mean when I saw it I didn't think that it was like a higher level thinking. To me movies like Cabin in the Woods make you think more. But it was it was pretty good.
0: It was pretty good. I suggested I'd give it a watch. Good, I'm glad you like it. Then I watched Do you remember a movie called Little Children? Yeah. I never saw 2006, it. 2006, Todd Field, the guy that did In the Bedroom. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't see this.
1: Don't see it. It's awful. I wasn't interested in it when it when it came out,
0: so. It's fucking terrible. I, well I was reading it on a couple of places, people are like, oh, it's so underrated. It's an amazing movie. And it's not. It has terrible, terrible uh, narration. Like, the narrator of a book. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet's doing something, and then the narrator will come on and be like, Sarah has never felt this way before in her life. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? Uh, Nice. Yeah, the only redeeming thing is uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Does a really good job as a pedophile.
1: (laughs) Somehow I can definitely see him as a pedophile. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is unfortunate for Mr.
0: Earl Haley. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, don't. I wouldn't I don't suggest
1: that at all. It's just absolute so shit. You're saying we're and so it, you're saying that we're going to give it to Ryan to watch? maybe.
0: And it's also one of those things like it was made in 2006, but when I was watching the damn thing, I thought it came out in like 98. <laughs> it's so terrible looking. I don't know what the hell was wrong back then. Mm. But yeah, that was shit. Another shit movie was Cloud Atlas. Which has fucking grown, grown on me to hate it even more than I already did at first. Hmm. I'm I'm lucky, this movie's lucky that I wrote the review right after I saw it. Because if I was writing it now, I would hate it even more. Oh, so
1: you went easy on it in your review, huh? Yes, yes. Now we were... I think I gave it a five and a half. Yeah, you gave it a five and a half.
0: Yeah, I'd give it like a two now. Now we
1: were going to review this last week, but... Ryan and I were in Orlando. We just didn't have enough time to squeeze out a show. So I didn't even get to see this movie yet. So it's just a fucking mess.
0: Like, I didn't care about anyone. I couldn't have cared less about any of the characters. Fucking two hours and 44 minutes long. They talk about all this big, you know, big time stuff, you know, nuclear power and all these other fucking things but they say nothing. Just like one line about it and then they move on to something else. There's there's too much going on.
1: Now, I I'd be curious like, to see how this compares to the book cuz I heard that the book is like different writing styles for the different uh, time periods and stuff like that. So I'm wondering how the book is well, compared to if, this.
0: There's one, it's six stories, right? And one of the stories is like a post-apocalyptic Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for whatever fucking reason, they have like stunted language skills. And they speak in like this sort of weird English language. It's English, but just the sentence structure is completely different Mm. for whatever reason. I don't know why. Just for some reason, I guess the English language changes. And they always say, instead of things, if things are true, they're true-true. So you got to fucking hear Tom Hanks all the time go, true-true? Give me the true-true, which is annoying in itself. (laughs) But it was just so hard to fucking follow them talking in this stupid language. It just really pissed me off. And the other terrible thing is, during that time, Tom Hanks has this like apparition that always comes to him, which is Hugo Weaving in... He's green skinned and he's wearing a top hat, and he's like some sort of demon, circus performer shit. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was just it was awful. It's just a mess. Hmm. Mess. You do see Hugh Grant as a cannibal though. Nice. And there's people in yellow face. Yellow face. Uh oh. <laughs> which I did. I read that like people were upset about it, but it totally makes sense because in each storyline they play different characters. And they'd use all the same actors. So a couple of the American or British actors have to play Koreans in the one section. Mm-hmm. But people are getting upset about the yellow face, but they, ha- they have no problem with the Korean actress doing like white face and I guess brown face because she plays like a Mexican woman in one of the stories. Hmm. And Halle Berry plays white face too. So there's a lot of odd shit. A lot, shit of, fa- going a lot on. of faces. A lot of faces and a lot of drag, a lot of people in drag. I'm still curious. I, I still kind of want to see it, but I still want you to see it because I want to. It's, and I would say that it's still worth a watch because it's definitely one of those movies that you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, depending mm-hmm. on who you are. Okay. So you might love it. You might hate it. I don't. It doesn't know. sound like I'm going to no love fun. it, but uh, I also got to see Alps finally, which, like you. Really great idea, very original,
1: just didn't seem like he really had anywhere to go with it. That's exactly how I felt about it. I thought that there were some good ideas there. I I thought it was really interesting how the family, like, I thought it was really peculiar, but at the same time, maybe even realistic, the things that the families would have them do. I thought that that was really interesting, and it made you think, you know, because it's like, Makes you think about, you know, it's the small things in life that that are really important.
0: Yeah, what people
1: remember. Yeah, like I said, great idea. Just
0: didn't seem like you really
1: knew where to go with it.
0: it Was a decent movie.
1: Yeah, that's how I felt too. I was just kind of lukewarm on it. I give it like a six. That's probably right around where
0: I'd sit with it. And then I watched a movie called Black Sunday from the '60s, a horror movie. Uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because 45 minutes into the movie, I realized that I saw it before, <laughs> which I was really pissed off
1: about. Don't you love it when that happens?
0: Yeah, because I was watching it on Netflix on the PlayStation, and my internet was all messed up. So it took me like 45 minutes to finally get Netflix working. And then I'm watching this movie for 45 minutes, and then I realized I'd already seen it. <laughs> so I just wasted an hour and a half doing nothing.
1: This is widely regarded as a horror classic. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. There's some really stupid shit in it, though. I've never seen it, but it's also called The Mask of Satan. Yes. It's uh, Mario Bava. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a good film.
0: I mean, there's some stupid shit in it, like I said, but it was the 60s. The writing wasn't top-notch.
1: Yeah, I mean, a so lot of those Mario Bava classics don't maybe don't have the best writing, but you know, a lot of them are still considered cult classics, I guess.
0: Well, there's a scene where the father's like in this, you know, they're in this big castle, or whatever, and it's like the anniversary of the woman dying, being burned as a witch, and there's a painting, and in the painting there's a pheasant, and it's alive, and then all of a sudden the pheasant's dead in the painting. And he like freaks out. He's like, oh my God, the painting changed. That animal was alive. And now it's dead. And his daughter comes over and she's like, yeah, he's right. It used to be alive and now it's dead. And then the, the son comes over and he's just like, ah, you guys are just, uh calm down. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe we are being a bit over the top. I'm like, no, you just saw a picture that you've had for how long change in front of your eyes. And now you're just going to be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Nice. Ridiculous. Anything else? Uh, Solaris, the Russian sci-fi movie by Tarkovsky. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's about two hours, 40 minutes. It's a long haul, slow burn, but it's really good. Definitely worth your time. Have you seen the remake? I have not, but I am now interested in seeing the remake. I heard it wasn't as good,
1: but... I haven't yeah. seen either, so
0: But I mean it's Soderbergh. I'm interested to see what he did with it. Yeah. But this is definitely a classic. And this is which brings me to something else is Hulu with their Criterion movies. How it seems like every week they pick like a handful of movies that you can see without, you know, signing up for the Hulu Plus. Right. Which is the way that I saw this, because right now they're doing like sci fi movies. So there's a handful of sci-fi movies that you can watch on Hulu. And this is one of them.
1: Cool. I like Hulu because every time they play the ads and it says, was this relevant to you? I always click no. Yes. (laughs) No, that Honey Crunch (laughs) cereal ad was not relevant to me at all.
0: And I hate that you click no all the time, but they They keep keep giving giving you that commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I don't mind watching the commercials. I just, I really don't want to see this particular commercial over and right, over again. Please me. give me something That else. drives me crazy.
1: Just, can I pick the least annoying yeah. commercial? All right, well, let's uh, move on talk about some Amazon Blu-ray deals, shall we? Let's. To get these incredible deals, just go to our site at filmpulse.net. Either click on the Amazon banner, shop as you would normally, or simply click on the provided links in the show notes. First up, we have Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog. This is ten dollars on Blu-ray. Now I heard that they're going to be doing a sequel to this, which is pretty cool. Have you seen any of these? I have not. No. These are these are great. They're quite funny and stars Neil Patrick Harris. They made uh, these are made by Joss Whedon. He did these during the writer's strike when none of the writers could work. So he, he decided to spend some time making this uh, web series. And so he put it out there. It's good. It's, All right. it's fun. I recommend it. Then we have Princess Bride 25th Anniversary Blu-ray. $10.
0: That's
1: definitely <laughs> worth picking up. And then finally we have Carrie. This is the original Carrie. $10 again. Damn. That's three solid Blu-rays, ten bucks each, Amazon.com. Do it. Alright, let's talk about a little movie called The Man with the Iron Fist. Ryan, are you with us? Yeah. Alright. Bri? Ryan?
2: You there? Somebody came to me a microphone. It's probably someone came to my house, so I made a microphone. Okay.
1: Are you back with us?
2: Nah.
0: No. Nah. <laughs>
1: All right, well, let's talk about The Man with the Iron Fist. Now, uh, Kevin, you didn't get a chance to see this yet. Ryan did, so I decided to bring him in. Uh, I saw it as well. And, Ryan, you really liked this movie, didn't you?
0: Yeah.
1: Now Okay, so for those of you that don't know, The Man with the Iron Fist is uh, directed by RZA from The Wu-Tang. It's also written by RZA and Eli Roth stars Russell Crowe, Lucy Liu um, Batista from WWE Uh, RZA also stars in it, Rick Yoon Jamie Chung bunch of other classic uh, Hong Kong cinema actors Uh, Uh, Adam, where's Jamie Chung from? Jamie Chung? She was in uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, wasn't she? Was that her? She was
2: on the Real World in like 1990. I don't 90 mid 90s. I She was one of the girls in the Real World. Really
0: wasn't. Yeah, she was. I, wasn't she also The Hangover Two? Wasn't she Ed Helms's wife? Yeah, she was.
1: Yeah, she That's, she's not the girl from Better Luck Tomorrow. I was thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of um she was in Sucker Punch. Hmm. Um, At any rate, she's awful. Now, Ryan, (laughs) you, you like this movie a lot. I didn't like it a lot. Let me read the synopsis real quick. On the hunt for a fabled treasure of gold, a band of warriors, assassins, and a rogue British soldier descend upon a village in feudal China where a humble blacksmith looks to defend himself and his fellow villagers. Now, let me just preface this by saying I was... Over the moon for this movie, I'm a huge fan of Wu Tang. I love Hong Kong cinema. I love martial arts films. With all this stuff together, I was like, this is going to be amazing. Plus Eli Roth and Quentin Tarantino had their hands in this. so I was I was really excited. So maybe that's why I was disappointed in this movie. It's entirely possible I got my hopes up too high. But I felt like the action was, it was cool, but at the same time, I wanted more. (laughs) I felt like the acting was completely atrocious in almost every way, except for Lucy Liu and Russell Crowe. And I think that the big thing about this movie is it's completely inconsistent. You have some scenes that are cool, some scenes that, that are completely horrendous. Acting is all across the board. Uh, Some of the action is lame. Some of it's cool. It's just, it's all over the place. The plot, (laughs) there's no discernible plot because it it ends up branching off into so many directions. You get the backstory for each of these people. And there's this terrible narration by Rizza the whole time. And that's, I don't know, that's, I was just left feeling very underwhelmed. What did you like about the film, Ryan? Everything. Huh? Everything. The way the way people died.
2: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> in the movie is a badass. Every death scene is cool as shit. <laughs>
0: and
2: and uh, it, it to me it's just like a 70s martial arts movie. Like it reminded me of. An older martial arts.
1: And see, I think that that's another thing that kind of disappointed me because I didn't feel like it was like that. I felt like it was trying to be that, but it it wasn't. It was too modernized, I guess. And they did sometimes try to throw in things like there was a scene in a mirror room that was supposed to be like enter the dragon, and there were a couple scenes where people got. Either stabbed or things chopped off, and there were like the geysers of blood, you know, like, yes. l- like in some of the the Hong Kong films, like uh, Shogun Assassin or whatever. And, just the ridiculous amounts of blood. Yeah, there. And, but I just I felt like there wasn't enough of that. And the thing that made me the most disappointed was the opening credits of this movie are incredible. They are so good. They play uh, Wu Tang during the opening credits and they do this really cool like the um the title cards look really old they they look like they're old 70s style like yellow and kind of fuzzy looking and it, it sets it up for this movie like oh my god this is going to be this is right up my alley but i was just very underwhelmed in the end i would like two things explained to me number 1
0: from watching the, I just I only watched the trailer, so I feel like I've seen the movie. What is up with the, the brass? The brass guy. Ooh. What's this? What's up with the brass guy? That was a joke, Ryan. Calm it down. <laughs> he, what, Ryan what's took up? that to heart. Uh, that, that, I don't. Understand. For whatever reason, that guy really bothers me in the trailer.
1: That's Batista. He uh, what? he just has a brass body. Yeah, he can turn his like skin turns to brass.
0: Brass is really soft.
1: Well, you find out. Yeah, I mean, you you find out. He he. he see, that's the other thing that, that bothered me is I felt like all the big fights were really anticlimactic. Like all the big bosses, they died really easily, and I felt like there wasn't the death scenes weren't like there. There wasn't enough um, pizzazz with the, with the the death. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I'm not uh, kidding you, I wondered man.
2: what they got. Uh, we'll call him the good brother. When he fought all those guys and had the wrong, that was the coolest shit ever.
1: I, I didn't say... He kicked say...
2: somebody in the face and
1: stabbed them. I didn't say that. I said the boss fights. Like, the fight, the big final battle between the bronze guy and Riza. I thought was lame. Like... I just didn't feel like it was a big enough fight. The fight between Russell Crowe and Gordon Liu, I just, the end fights, I was, I felt like they lacked, they really were lacking. And I mean, Russell Crowe was cool. The thing about Russell Crowe is he has some really great lines in this movie and he has this awesome gun knife thing, but they don't show him fighting a lot. And at one point, he loses it and that's pretty much i don't know
0: game over uh that was that was the main thing that i didn't like in the trailer
1: as he just seemed really out of place like is it like that throughout the movie mm, he just seems really
0: out of place
1: no but a lot of those movies have like you know the the strange foreigner that's traveling and you the the mysterious white man that enters the village and i mean he fits that role really good and he's he's awesome his character's a badass, just like Ryan said. I mean, all the people are badasses, um, except maybe for Rizza.
2: <laughs> yeah, but dude, he has those arms. Those
1: arms are pretty insane. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen that in other movies and stuff, and I felt like Riza was the thing that was really holding this movie back, which I know is terrible to say, considering he wrote and directed <laughs> directed it, but... His acting is so poor and there's one part where it's a, a flashback that goes to like how he ended up in this Chinese village and it was completely unnecessary because it's like I don't I don't care why he's in this village. I, I don't feel like it's necessary to to have it explained to me why there's a black dude in this village. Like that, yeah. that, that means nothing it to me. It was the only non Asian guy. That doesn't matter though. Did you ever see Afro Samurai? No. Like, I, I felt like it just didn't need to be explained. This, maybe if it was trying to be a historically accurate, you know, <laughs> real world setting. Yes. Then maybe. With the bra- brass guy. Yeah. Then maybe I could use some explanation. But in this movie, no. I don't need to know why there's a black guy from. I mean, and if you want to split hairs with that whole thing, explain to me why he clearly has a New York accent and he's supposed to be living on a southern plantation growing up in the South. Because he's the RZA and he's not a good actor? <laughs> well, just do away with it. I've just I wanted less of that and more fighting. Does he say bong bong? At any point in the movie, no, no, he's uh, the thing about Riza is his character is very serious. There's no comedy in his character, mm. but some of the other characters have fun with it. Like Russell Crowe's character has some good one-liners and stuff. But although it was funny, I wouldn't say it's like a laugh riot or anything.
0: Laugh riot.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna say I hated the movie. It was it was a fun movie. I just wasn't in love with it. I think I gave it a five and a half on the site.
0: Ryan, what would you give it? Seven or eight.
1: Oh. nice. Well, I thought it was gonna go a lot higher. Seven or eight is pretty high. Yeah. This this has yeah, a it's... currently has a fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's kind of in the middle. No. Yeah. I like. I mean, I. I still wanna say see it, but it's like uh it's like a bad movie that I recommend to people to see because they'll probably still like it. It's better than Ninja Assassin, which came out a few years back. That was like this, only really, really bad. Ninja Oh, I just remembered that movie. That was horrible. So Alright, well there you have it. Uh, ryan loves man with the iron fists i'm a little uneven with it but i'd still say go check it out maybe rent it i'd say rent it
0: yeah i'm gonna probably rent it that's what i'm gonna do yeah.
1: there you go ryan you're saying go see it in theater yes yeah
0: okay
1: yeah there you go we're kind of we're kind of 50 50 on that one so we're resounding yeah <laughs> You sound like you're so excited about this movie.
2: I told you i right <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we didn't have any predictions last week since we didn't have a show, but we didn't go over the week before, so let's just knock that out. Uh, Cloud Atlas. Kevin, you said 74. I said 76. Actual 63 on Cloud Atlas. These are Rotten Tomatoes scores way too high silent hill revelation 3d you said 24 i said 32 actual five (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, fun size you said 20 i said 14 actual 24 Mm. and finally chasing mavericks you said 48 i said 42 actual 34 Mm. Mm. next week we have James Bond 007 Skyfall.
0: Oh my god, I can't wait! I am so surprised that you're excited for this movie. <laughs> I don't know for whatever reason, dude. The the trailers to this movie make it look fucking awesome. And then on Letterboxd, I'm seeing like all the like the UK people that have gotten to see it and their reviews that are up, and they're all like gushing.
1: Yeah, this is this is one. Of this the, movie is amazing. This is one of the few movies that actually came out overseas more than a week i think yeah like two weeks ahead of us in the states so what are you what are you thinking on skyfall
0: skyfall i'm thinking hmm 90 ooh i'm thinking now i'm going high yeah you're
1: going high on that i'm going to say 82 82 and then the only other one uh is lincoln ooh i did want to talk about this real quick so what are you thinking with
0: the trailer for lincoln I've seen this numerous times now at the fucking movies, where I've had to sit through this goddamn trailer.
1: The uh, the Gettysburg Address trailer.
0: Yeah, and it's like a fucking sap fest. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god, this movie looks so atrocious. Um, I'm gonna, if I go see it, and that's a big if, uh, I'll be seeing it for Daniel Day and my boy, yeah. my my boy J- Joe Gordon, love it, J- Joe Gordon. And and actually, J- J-G-L. Uh, I'm also curious to see the dude from Girls is in it, too. And I, I'm curious to see how he does. I always forget his name, but his name's Adam in the show. Just uh, for whatever reason, this trailer has me. I just I get so angry when it pops up. It's uh, it's kind of dull. I mean, it's I, too much. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this thing. They're just overdoing it. If it's anything like War Horse, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> Mm. I have a feeling it's gonna be a lot. I think it's gonna be a lot like War Horse. Only instead of a horse it's Lincoln. <laughs> Adam. What,
2: uh, what Just trailers, in
1: real quick. what? What
2: trailers did you see before Man with the Iron Fist?
1: The trailers that I saw on Man with the Iron Fist is the red band Django Unchained. And I can't remember any other ones.
2: Uh, what
1: about Lincoln? The thing is, named, the Guy did Patton's Labyrinth. Oh, that, Mama, that isn't just, he has nothing to do with that. It just says presented by.
2: Oh, it's so good moving <laughs> <So> It
0: looks
1: good. <laughs> it looks, yeah, it looks okay. Uh, Getting back to Lincoln, I'm gonna say, uh, see, I, I, I don't think it's gonna be good, but I think critics are probably gonna love it. It,
0: it looks promising.
1: I'll say, oh God, 80. No, let me say like 85.
0: Ah, <laughs> Lincoln. I want to say like 20 because that's what I want it to be. I'm going to, they're going to, all these fucking critics are going to, they're going to have like a, like a circle director to this movie. So like a 90, 92.
1: Okay. Also, if you haven't checked out last night's SNL with Louis C.K., there's a great Lincoln sketch. (laughs) That's what I wish Lincoln would be. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was the movie.
1: Uh, Also, in limited release, we have the comedy. Uh, I think there's, uh, what else? A Royal Affair. I don't think we're going to predict those. Uh, All right. DVD and Blu-ray releases. This is for Tuesday, November 6th, 2012. We have 360. This is the one with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Gave this a 7.5 out, seven out of 10 on the site. I didn't see this. And at this point, I probably won't. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I'm
0: interested, but I don't know if I'll ever actually get around to seeing
1: it. Yeah. It's not high on the list. And we have Arthur Christmas. I actually heard yes. this was really good, but I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe it's worth checking out if you have some kids. Kids running around the house. <laughs> you got that little
0: pitter patter going.
1: <laughs> uh, then we have Your Sister's Sister. I recommend giving this the old rent, worth of rental. It's it's quite good. I was surprised. And we have um, Are you going to see Your Sister's Sister?
0: Yes, I hope so.
1: Yeah, definitely worth guess, it. Yeah. Rec 3, Genesis um this was okay it wasn't anything spectacular the first two were way 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 better than this one the most frustrating thing that i will say to anyone that's thinking about seeing this one is that they do away with the found footage style 20 minutes in so just be aware of that (laughs) okay i found that disappointing and finally, we have The Amazing Spider-Man. We gave this a 7.5 out of 10 on the site. Um, ch- yeah, check it out. It's not great. It's, not, it's nothing. It's not bad, but... It's not great. It's nothing. It is. It's a nothing. It's a movie that didn't need to be made in the first place. The only reason it was made was so Sony could keep the rights. So it's just an unnecessary film. Made for all the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. You going to give this one a poke?
0: Lord, no. <laughs> I could care less.
1: Oh, uh, That's all I got for next week.
0: I have one, which is actually its on my list of movies that I have to watch before the end of the year. Which is coming out on Criterion Rashomon. Oh. On Blu-ray. The Kurosawa. Which is considered one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Can't wait to see this.
1: Last week, Rosemary's baby came out on Criterion.
0: I know and I love the cover for that.
1: Yep. So amazing. I want to I'm going to have to pick that up. All right, well I think that uh, wraps it up. For all the latest film news and reviews, hit us up at filmpulse.net. We want to hear your feedback send us an email feedback@FilmPulse.net or call our voicemail line at 850-391-6071. Also, please take a minute to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate that very much. For filmpulse.net, my name is Adam.
0: I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) There
1: he is. Oh, my God. And we will see you on Wednesday for Ryan Watches a Movie when we have him watch Johnny English Reborn. (laughs) Oh,
2: God can you feel the thunder and rain i don't talk it like the boy i get it done in the game y'all do me a favor don't never play with my ball never been a player hater i just ain't playing with y'all you watch your lane but look i'm taking the charge going hard to get you two shots now i'm pacing the charge
0: i'm going to wait until that planes the is
2: that, is that a train <laughs>
0: it's a it's a plane do I hear a train? <laughs> A plane the flying. House.
2: That's really loud. <laughs> yeah, it was a loud plane. It was a loud plane. <laughs>